Okay, so yeah, I'm 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 drinking uh, some seltzer as we we moved from boobly because bleh, a Pepsi product. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. To grocery store brand seltzer. I tried the Canada Dry seltzer and it had like no flavor. It was like kind of tangy, but I, if you hadn't told me what flavor I was supposedly drinking, I don't think I would have been able to guess it. Like at least the cro- Lacroix. At least the it smells like what it's supposed to taste like, which kind of helps the illusion. I didn't grab a boobly because I only have two left, and I'm rationing out because the strawberry boobly is really good. <laughs> I have my favorites <laughs> across is, the different brands. Is much sweeter than this regular yes, seltzer, which is weird because there's no sugar in it. I don't know how. I think so. My theory is that boobly is made with. The same flavorings that soda is made with. Oh. Just not with the sugar. That would make sense. Okay. That's my guess. Because the lime boobly really tastes sort of like Sprite that's not sweet. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. And given that it is a Pepsi product. Boo-hiss. Um, <laughs> Boo-hiss, yes. Ugh. Yep. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's going to be the episode. About it. And a weird burp. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Hey. Um, Are we starting? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I know that I have a date with bread in about 15 minutes. It's not an, it's not a terminus. It won't be like, okay, that's, I got to end the episode. Okay. It'll be a break. All right. We'll be a brief. We will have well, tonight's I... episode, episode 11. We will have a bread break. <laughs> Get a little bread intermission. I've been yep. really doing a lot of bread baking lately. Um, who knows if I'm still doing that by the time this is up. But if I am, that'll be great because it's really fun and therapeutic and saves money. And the whole house smells like bread all the time. It's great. But okay, we should talk about this episode, because this is going to be an interesting episode, I think. Yeah, this is really, really going to be an interesting episode. So, hey, hey, we're bonus experience. Who are, who are you? I'm Maka. Who are you? I'm Ray. You wanna, do you want to uh, make a podcast? Yeah, I do want to make a podcast. Could we make a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games? That sounds like exactly the kind of podcast I want to make. Um, how about if we swear? I say yes to swearing constantly. <laughs> yeah, and anybody who doesn't like it can die mad about it. They can just die mad about it. And um, we're... so uh, let's talk over well, each we're... other quite a lot. Yeah, because that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're also bisexual women married to men, and are going to start the bisexual women married to men support group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need that support. <laughs> we need a support group. It's very true. The everybody thinks I'm straight and I hate it support group. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so what are we gonna what are we talking about today? Well, we need to talk about skill lists. We do need to talk about skill lists. Not just you and me, but the audience and the people who are listening. We as a as a people. We need to talk about skill we lists. We as a community of gamers need to talk about skill lists. Okay, but why though? Okay. Look, skill lists <laughs> are 
Skeletons are like assholes. I mean, most games have them, and but but not all of them. And the ones that do have them aren't always very good. And all right, this metaphor got away. So okay. <laughs> uh, all right, not joking now. Lots of games also have skill lists, which is usually a collection of things your character can do, which are separate from powers or other stats meant to inf- reflect innate characteristics. Things like you know strength or charisma. Um, in short, a skill is usually something your character has trained to do, though not always. Um, skills appear in a variety of forms. Um, often combining mechanically with an attribute, the aforementioned innate characteristic, but attributes have lots of different names, um, sometimes also called abilities or aspects or whatever the fuck in order to form the value. You add to a randomization role in order to determine success or failure. Did you follow that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I say yes to the bit. <laughs> I mean, did you really not follow that? No, I know. It's just, I know. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was attribute. Uh-uh. Or is it attribute? I've always said it attribute. Isn't attribute the verb and attribute the noun? You are probably right. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about, like, you know, when could skill lists be bad? Like, why are skill lists like assholes? You were correct. (laughs) Good. Thank you for. God bless the internet. (laughs) All right. Sometimes skill lists are too short. Um, but most of the time, they're too long. Um, mm-hmm. It's my general rule of thumb that if your skill list has exceeded 25 skills, that is too many, and you are losing sight of the point. I've, honestly, I think 25 is too many. I personally can't think of 25 skills that I have. Um, I <laughs> I would suggest that most games are better served in like the 10 to 20 range. I mean, I personally like 15. Yeah, it's good. It's a good number. It's a good, good, good. 15 is not a wrong number. <laughs> it's a good number. It's a number. It's, it's a, a good, good number. number. Um, so let's talk about some key offenders on my list, anyway, of games that have skill lists that are too goddamn long. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So first off, um, Kill Your Darlings Through the Breach is awful. Um, <laughs> it has a skill list with 60 skills. 60. Why do you need that this, many? This game came out and i happen to have the original copy here i'd like never have any materials ready but i happen to have it up here by my oh desk. good this game came out in 2014 yeah first printing 2014 <laughs> 2014 60 skills in 2014 and then when they did a revised edition they then added extra and got rid of ones that made sense <laughs> Just being obstinate at this point. I I don't understand what any why any of these choices were made. It's bad. It's not good. Um, so of course, naturally, I house the fuck out of this. Uh, go listen to episode two. Shoot, shoot. Uh, <laughs> why does it need sixty skills? It doesn't. I think there's a lot of cultural hangups about like you have to make a game that does everything. No, you do not. More on this later. <laughs> Other key offenders are older editions of D&D prior to 4th edition. I looked at this outline and I saw that you had mentioned older editions of D&D. And I was like, why? I'm sure I don't have the faintest idea what you're... And then I immediately had this flashback to 3.5. And this just list of the most ridiculous hyper-specialized skills. Like, use use rope is a skill all on its own. Use rope. Do you know I put ten ranks into use rope. Only nerds that have been terrorized in gym class think use rope is a skill worthy of heroes. Uh, this one time I, I played an uh, AD&D 2nd edition character literally just so I could have use rope. Use rope! Just so I could have use, use rope. Just so I could have use rope. It, de- it delights me in the way that people love to <laughs> Use 
rope. Use rope. Uh, it's so stupidly specific. <laughs> Use rope. <laughs> oh, if you want to know about the house rule that I did for Through the Breach, Through the Breach organizes its skills into categories. Mm. Also, if you've reached the point where you have organized your skills into categories, just use the categories as your skills. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like, here, everybody gets points in the skill category to begin with, so you, you don't be like, oh, I want to go into magic, but look, I didn't put points into any of the six magic skills. <laughs> Speaking of that... Next is the uh, yeah. Chronicles and World of Darkness, which I yeah, sorry, I went on and on about. I don't know. If the, I mean, you're going to talk about six for magic. I've got integrity, investigation, linguistics, performance, presence, and socialize. Six different disparate skills to just interact with another entity. But then the sum total of my knowledge is just lore. I don't have six skills for the different things that I know, but I have six skills for the different ways I could talk to another fucking human being. Even D&D 3.5 only had bluff, diplomacy, intimidate, and sense motive on top of fucking use rope. And don't even get me started on ballroom martial arts! <laughs> Exalted should just exist within its own context at this point. You know what Dons can do. You have a Dawn skill. Roll it to do Dawn shit. But I digress. Those are, those are Exalted skills? Not wrong, but I was talking about World of Darkness skills. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which includes such gems as the difference between awareness and alertness. Thank you, old World of Darkness, and the best skill ever, Animal Ken. Which no, Animal Ken. Or Animal Ken. That is not Barbie's boyfriend's furry phase. It's a social skill specifically for dealing with animals because survival wasn't narrow enough. <laughs> but it's the uh, used rope of horses. <laughs> But Chronicles and World of Darkness, both, uh, Henry just messaged me with use rope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the two words, use rope. Um, but they also break skills down into three categories, too, mental, physical, and social. And there are one, two, three, four, 21, 22, 23, 24. Unless I've skipped one. I think there's 25. I may have skipped one. Whatever. <laughs> but at least World of Darkness doesn't separate brawl and martial arts. Look, in Exalted First Edition, resistance and endurance were two different skills. Fuck! Like, Exalted also, uh, not amazing. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about Exalted again? There's 25 Exalted skills, and, and you've gone through a whole bunch of them. They call them abilities. Yeah, yeah. A skill by any other name. So anyway, those are the skills that piss us off. How about the skill sets that are actually, like, really good? Yeah, like, some, some really good skill lists. How about Blades in the Dark? I love Blades in the Dark. In the dark. Really I love... I love that the skills pull double duty i love that the skills like any of them could be the defense skill because they break them into the categories like you're talking about but they actually do it in such a elegant way that oh the highest ranked skill in that category is also your defense skill so to speak for that category so if someone's trying to physically attack you your highest physical skill would be your defense for that i like it yeah it's very good sorry about that weird noise margaret i noticed something that might have been important in my drawer, and that is what you heard rattling around near the next <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Margaret's, Margaret's chill. She got this. She's all bullets out on mimosas all the time anyway. <laughs> That's a really a problem. She shouldn't come to work like that. She's functional. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's a labor of love. <laughs> Why do we make our imaginary editor? Functional? She's got a, a, a backstory. She's, she's rich and fully realized. Okay. All right. Uh, Starting on number second edition has a really fantastic skill list. It's a bit on the too long side, but the the way it's framed is pretty excellent. 
Um, all the skills are active words. They're things like talk, shoot, stab, punch, administer, program, navigate. Um, uh, I'm blanking on another one, but you get it. Like they're those are clear action words. I think there's twenty of them, excluding the psychic skills ones. Um, but because they're like real fucking clear action words that tell you what the skill does, it is never unclear when shoot applies. <laughs> you can't be like, well, can I can I use my shoot to say harmful things to no? Because you don't shoot your insults at people. It's not that kind of game. Is that kind of game? It's, not, it's not that kind of game. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also like the. Um, I like the template of skills in Fate Core. Um, it's actually what first got me thinking critic about skill lists, since uh, Fate Core is a game that encourages you to hack it. Um, it first challenged me not to think of a skill list as a complete inventory of thing a person could ever want to attempt to do, but as a list of genre-specific narrative impulses. Um, like Attached to that are games in the Powered by the Apocalypse line, which kind of pushed the concept of skills even farther into narrative impulse. Like they're almost like like feats, really, or special special moves. They're called moves usually. Um, yeah, empowered by the apocalypse games. Like roll. There's no the idea of skills into special abilities. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's never a I rolled perception, but I failed, so nothing new happens or comes to light because a skill is always triggered off of an event or an action or a situation. It'll be described as when you try to read a situation, roll this, and then it gives you the results based on whether you succeeded, whether you kind of succeeded, or whether you totally beefed it. The results are always something new that get added to the action. It's never, well, you don't see anything and nothing happens. Like it, it helps move the narrative along that way. And I I don't know if they would I don't know if you'd count powered by the apocalypse moves as skills, but they're kind of I in mean, that I, gray area. They're they're good to bring up because they're a really interesting take on the idea of they sort of are like the concept of what a skill is. Yeah. I forget what the name of the thing that's like basically the notice shit move where like it breaks yeah, down the situation. idea of read a situation, right, right. So basically it breaks down the idea of making a perception role into this like active concept of reading the situation and then it gives you the specific things you can ask for and get an honest answer for, which are basically like the distilled essence of the things you would ask your GM anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the things I yeah, found I've, so it's we could do like a whole about episode it. on Maybe we'll just well we're gonna have to do two episodes. One of them is just like powered by the apocalypse, here is our lady boners for it. And one of them <laughs> is our relationship with Exalted Second Edition. <laughs> <laughs> complicated couple of episodes i gotta go take my my bread intermission okay bread break bread break hey there hi hello welcome to our mid-episode break this is kind of a new thing because we have such a buffer we record our episodes quite some time in advance that our stuff kind of gets outdated not like our topics our topics are timeless but you know sometimes stuff happens and we gotta talk about it like on the now so i wanted to thank the people we've had buying coffee for us on our coffee page we are so grateful we honestly didn't expect a whole lot and you guys have like gone above and beyond it's awesome any donations we receive through coffee go straight into our hosting costs 
that's like right into Libsyn, basically. And we have updated our goal, actually, on our coffee page. If we can meet our goal, then we can actually upgrade our WordPress and our Libsyn accounts. WordPress means we won't have those awful ads on our page anymore. And upgrading Libsyn means we would have more space to give you guys more content every month, which, I mean, I would love that. I'm sure you guys would like that. I don't know why else you'd be listening to this if you didn't want that. But specifically, I wanted to thank Carol and JS and me and Ampersand for buying us coffees. Um, If you don't know what we're talking about when we say buy us a coffee, coffee is a kind of like an internet tip jar. And if you want to go to our coffee page, it's ko-fi.com slash bonus exp. And you can buy us a coffee. It's like three bucks. It's a tip jar. It's great. I also want to thank the people who've been emailing us. Again, we didn't really expect like a whole lot of engagement. We're very new to this and we have such a small and cozy audience that when we got emails, um, we didn't realize that we were getting emails for a little bit of time there <laughs> and we may have donked it up just a bit, but we've got it under control now. Uh, and we actually have some like exciting guest opportunities lining up. I will tell you more about that as it happens. It's going to be cool. I'm, I'm really excited to have like other people here. How weird is that? While I'm in the mood of thanking people, I also want to thank everyone who's been talking us up on Twitter. How cool is that? Holy cow. We have people like recommending us by name. That's great. I wanted to thank the original Comic Sutra and Awesome Eights RPG and Rising Stars Press and RPG Casts, which has a great community. I also wanted to thank Dreamlander Jason Thompson and Kai Amano and Slapey because they've been like specifically recommending us to their friends on Twitter, which is cool as hell. Honestly, thank you. Boy, this is really hard without Monica, isn't it? So I'm going to get right back to the talking about skill lists here in just a second after I uh, take care of my bread situation. I also wanted to give you guys a heads up that you can look forward to another War Stories episode. We're also going to be talking at length about NPCs, how to write them and how to play them, and their role in the game. We've got a Gen Con wrap-up coming up, and also we have an episode about Failing Forward, one of our favorite things to say that we haven't actually like really gone into detail about. So, alright, I think I've talked long enough. Let's, uh, let's get back to it. All right, where were we? I have another 20 minutes till I have to go beat that bread up again. Okay. All right, we're, what do we keep in mind when we're making the skill list? A question I ask, which I'm then going to answer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you keep in mind when making a skill list? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> a, a skill list should inform the player what kind of game this is. Um, I would expect things like investigation and notice and interrogate in a game about solving crimes and melee, archery, and ride in a game about playing knights or monster-slaying high-renaissance characters. Note, that's what a skill list should do. Uh, I add a note in here that sometimes you can, like, amp up the flavor of your skill list just by using synonyms. Uh, like the Camelot trigger setting for Fate, which is a uh, a Arthurian mecha giant robot knight 
setting okay. that I wanted to play for a while. Uh, they they take the standard skill template and they just rename them. Like it goes from notice to mark and provoke to daunt. Uh, the problem with this, of course, is if you get too wild with it, people will forget what your skills actually do. So do, you know, try to keep it reined in. Yeah, also sometimes if you go to that extreme, I don't know if I want to use the word extreme, but if you, if you mess around with that language, um, it becomes patently obvious that you didn't want to use the word knowledge or athletics um just use those words people understand what they mean <laughs> yeah. above all you should try to be like understandable you want people to know what your skills do um a skill list should also reference how skills will actually be called into play if they're going to be called for arbitrarily by the gm and fly pass fail like a d20 system or if they're going to trigger off specific choices and have effects at every level of success in Powered by the Apocalypse. Or if they're going to use that crazy positioning system that Blades uses. You should stray away from hyperspecificity. I like saying that. Hyperspecificity. It's very, it's very nice. Don't get too specific nice unless the, the genre calls for it. If you're crafting a... Yeah, if you're crafting, crafting a cosmic survival horror, you don't necessarily need melee and brawl and shoot and every other synonym you can think of for fighting you maybe just need fight to reflect how any mundane attempts to combat cosmic horror will come to the same conclusions regardless of whether you're shooting or fisting 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 well, yep but you might split your survival skills into different facets like um hide or scavenge or misdirect or run for your fucking life I mean, a game with the skills hide, scavenge, misdirect, investigate, fight, and run for your fucking life tells me very clearly what kind of game it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the idea. Yeah, oh, and for the love of fuck, don't do knowledge blank. Like, knowledge hats, or crafts blank. Crafts, faces, sandwiches, water, earth, geomancy. If you're... If your character sheet has five lines that just say knowledge blank, we are coming for you. We have a very particular you know what you did. <laughs> we have a very particular set of skills. We will find you. <laughs> How did we get through a whole episode with, with only now making that joke? Look, it's best that we only made that joke once and that we did it at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, it is kind of the end. Huh? Do you have anything else you want to say about skill lists? Um, I feel like my bread intermission took a lot out of me. <laughs> Um, just, I, I'm just gonna go back to harp on that it's really important if you are the designer to, like, that's, this, this is the list of things that tells people what your game is about, so, like, really think about it. Also remember that, you know, a game doesn't have to do everything. Um, I think things like D&D and a lot of White Wolf games sort of- You don't need to use rope in your game. <laughs> yeah, well, like- I was in a playtest at Metatopia with a dude who was like, we're going to test the combat system. And I was a really cool sort of very exalted inspired, like space horror action um, kind of game. And I was like, oh, is this an action game? And he was like, yeah, but it's going to have intrigue and all this stuff too. And I was like, but is that really what you want to do? Like, if this is a game about people with creepy superpowers fighting monsters from the void, uh, then make an action game and don't, you don't need to write a social system if your game is about having weird body horror powers and fighting demons from space. If that's the if that's the game, that's the game. It's okay. Yeah, your skill list is really going to end up being like the thesis for your game. It's going to be these are the things that I expect you to do in my game. 
So don't feel like you have to cover all your bases. You're going to want to boil it down to the most essential parts of of your genre and of your setting. And it's okay to have your skill list have a nod to things that people are perhaps going to want to do. So like, even if your game is about having body horror powers and fighting demons from space, there is going to be a point at which characters will talk to each other and maybe that will require an element of randomization. So it's fine to have a talk skill, you know, but you don't, you do not need six of them. If you're getting a seduce skill, Uh, seduce can fall under talk. It's all good. There's usually some talking involved. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like, yeah, your your statement that is a thesis is is real good. How how many how many problems would be solved if Exalted just had a fucking seduce skill? Because then it wouldn't have to come down to is it presence, is it socialize, is it performance, is it ride? Like just pick a seduce skill. <laughs> but then they would just add it to the to the existing list, and then it would have twenty six skills, and that doesn't divide evenly by five. So then it would have twenty six. <laughs> And if you're gonna never mind that ride and sail should really just be the same thing, because if you have one in one game, you're not gonna have the other game. If you're gonna have a seduce skill, make sure it's gender inclusive. Just putting that out there. Yes, make sure you're not being a skis ball with your seduce skill. Skis ball is just yeah. Yes. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, you can anyway find us. We're bonus experience. Good night, internet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh, you can find us. <laughs> you can find us on uh, we have a, we have a blog, we have a website. It's bonusexpcast.wordpress.com. That's where you can find all the stuff about me and Monica, about the stuff we've worked on, about how you can give us money if for some reason you wanted to do we, that. That would be sweet. We really like it. That's if also you did. where we have all of our episodes, and eventually we're going to have like expanded liner notes. Oh yeah, yeah. Please do actually give us money. We we don't make any money doing this. Yeah, you can you can buy <laughs> actually, us a coffee. It actually costs money to have and a podcast. And you can buy stuff so. we've worked on, and that gives us some money too. Yeah, yeah. You can click around because sometimes we make money just if you like click a link and then go buy something at that link. The internet is wonderful. The internet is wonderful. Yeah. You can also find us. Um, however, it was that you found this podcast. You can also find it on iTunes, and you can find it on. Um, Google Play. Um we're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud yeah. now. I got that taken care of. We also have a Twitter. We're at bonus exp cast on Twitter. Alright, well where can we find us? Well, why don't you take it from here? Alright, I am at Zenith Sun on Twitter. Zenith like the solar cast, sun like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ray underscore Cole. That's actually R A I. It's a long story, and I won't tell it now. Everybody, get out. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, get out. I gotta go make bread. All right, she's gotta go make don't bread. Don't forget to change it if you want to. Yeah, change it if you want to. Bye. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution non-commercial Creative Commons license. And our cover art is by Nino Studios. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to save your charm action for a perfect defense.